Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Daily Gospel Exegesis podcast produced by Logical Bible Study. Our goal in this podcast is to help you understand the literal sense of Scripture. What did these words mean in their original context? What was the author trying to get at? And the teaching of the Catholic Church is that we always have to start with the literal sense before we jump to any spiritual sense. So that's what we're trying to help you do in this podcast. Every single day, we give you an exegesis, an analysis of the literal sense. We have a shorter reading today, Mark chapter 9, verses 38 to 40. John said to Jesus, Master, we saw a man who is not one of us casting out devils in your name. And because he was not one of us, we tried to stop him. But Jesus said, you must not stop him. No one who works a miracle in my name is likely to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. So that's our reading today from Mark. And what's interesting about this is we have a whole lot of interesting teachings in and of themselves that have been put together here by Mark. And Matthew includes basically all of these same teachings, but he puts them in different places. So it's not entirely clear if Jesus said all of these things on the same occasion or whether Mark has rearranged them to make an overall point here. So there's quite a few different bits to analyze here. What's the context? So Jesus is moving through Galilee with his disciples and they've reached Capernaum. This particular scene, if you've followed what happened earlier in Mark chapter 9, this scene takes place in Jesus' own house in Capernaum. This is a private briefing with his disciples. So they're in Jesus' house in Capernaum, and they've been arguing about who is the greatest. And at that point, Jesus set a child in front of them and said, anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. So that conversation has just happened, and now we get to verse 38. John said to Jesus, so this is the Apostle John, the son of Zebedee, the author of the Gospel of John. He says, Master or teacher, we saw a man who is not one of us. Now, the apostles must have seen this man earlier when Jesus wasn't around. This must have been at some point when Jesus didn't see it happen. But John goes on, he says, we saw a man who is not one of us, as in not one of our group, one of our disciples group, casting out devils in your name. So this is an interesting situation. There's a man doing exorcisms in Jesus' name, and it wasn't uncommon in that time for Jews to do exorcisms. Certainly some Jews were able to do exorcisms, but doing them in Jesus' name was new. Usually they would do it in God's name. Apparently, some people, including this man, were inspired by Jesus' ministry, and they genuinely had faith in Jesus, so they started doing exorcism using Jesus' genuine power and using his name. And these appear to be genuine believers, people who actually do believe in Jesus and who are now doing exorcisms in his name. The problem, of course, is they're not officially approved. It's not a recognized apostle, and it's not someone that the apostles have officially commanded to do this or commissioned to do this. So he's not officially approved, but he is still doing it effectively. Now, interestingly, scholars point out here that this links to the previous episode when Jesus was talking about anyone who receives one of these little ones in my name, verse 37. Well, here again, we have the mention of Jesus' name. Someone's doing exorcisms in Jesus' name. So John goes on, he was casting out devils in your name, 
And because he was not one of us, or more literally because he was not following us, we tried to stop him. Or what it actually says there is, we forbade him. So the apostles went up to him when they saw him doing this and said, you're not a follower of us. We forbid you from doing this. The apostles used their apostolic power to forbid him from doing exorcisms. This is reminiscent of Joshua in the Old Testament trying to stop some men who were prophesying, but who weren't officially approved to be uh, prophets. You see that in Numbers chapter 11. It's a very similar situation because there it appears they were doing genuine prophecies, even though they weren't officially approved prophets. Similar situation. Maybe the apostles here are jealous because they themselves are struggling to cast out demons. So earlier in this same chapter, in verse 18, we learn that the apostles themselves are struggling to cast out certain kinds of demons. Notice, though, the apostles do have legitimate authority to forbid people to do this. They, as apostles, it seems, are allowed to forbid people from exercising this ministry. They have the power to stop people from doing this. Jesus doesn't deny that they have the power to forbade people from doing stuff. But what he does say to them is, you must not stop him, or more literally, do not forbid him. So like in the Joshua situation, Moses corrects Joshua in Numbers chapter 11, verse 29, and Moses says to Joshua, you must let these, must let these prophets continue. Well, here Jesus says to his disciples, and particularly to John, do not forbid him. He corrects John's, John's jealousy and tells John not to prevent people from doing exorcisms in his name. Jesus goes on, no one who works a miracle in my name is likely to speak evil of me. Or what it actually says there is, no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon after to speak evil of me. So apparently Jesus' point is that those who are able to perform mighty works in his name, which apparently some people could do, they will soon realize that he has genuine power and they're likely to become Jesus' followers anyway. So he's saying that, look, if anyone is using my name, even if they're not officially approved, they're going to start realizing that miracles in my name work, and as a result, they're going to put their faith in me and become a genuine follower of me. So Jesus says that all things considered, they're going to become followers of me anyway. In fact, Jesus will later say that those who believe in him will be able to drive out demons in his name. He says that in Mark chapter 16, verse 17. So Jesus anticipates that people will have this power when they use his name. And then Jesus says, anyone who is not against us is for us. Now, this can mean different things. And in the context of Jesus' ministry, he's saying that anyone who is doing things in the name of Jesus and the kingdom is on the same side as the apostles. So perhaps what this man is doing is not entirely appropriate. We can probably say that this man shouldn't really be doing it because he's not commissioned. So it's not entirely appropriate. But given the short time that Jesus is on earth, he wants his name to spread as far as possible. So he's willing to allow it. This is kind of similar to what Jesus says about fasting when he says, while I'm on earth, it's not appropriate for my followers to fast, but when I'm gone, then they'll fast. So this might be one of these cases where Jesus says, look, it's not ideal, but given that I'm only here for a short time, it, it's okay for this to happen while I'm on earth and doing this ministry. So Jesus here might be directing the disciples to take a stance of openness towards those who are not in the formal bounds of the church. He's telling them not to consider them foes, possibly. 
Keep in mind, though, that Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, when it reports this saying, also adds the converse. So Matthew 12, verse 30 says, Whoever is not with me is against me, although that's not here in Mark's version. So there's a lot to consider here in terms of what Jesus might be trying to tell the apostles. So that's all we have in today's reading. There is more to this speech. Jesus has a lot more to say, and we'll hear that in tomorrow's episode. There's no catechism references for us to look at today, so we'll leave it at that. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please tell other people about it. This is a small ministry. It's a grassroots ministry. It relies on your support. There's no other ministries or organizations which support this or market this podcast. Really, it can only grow by you, the listener, telling other people about it. And if you're enjoying this approach and you really want to support what the ministry is doing, we really are trying to offer something unique. Please consider becoming a financial supporter of the ministry so we can do more projects. So you probably all have various other ministries and projects that you want to support or are already supporting, but please prayerfully consider supporting this ministry so we can do even more than what we're already doing. There's a link for the Patreon page in the show notes. And if you do become a Patreon supporter, you get access to exclusive bonus episodes, uh, parts of the Gospels that are never read at Mass. So you can get access to those through the website and also recordings of going through the Catechism verse by verse and unpacking the Catechism. So if you've always wanted to learn the teachings of the Catholic Church and you appreciate us going verse by verse in these normal episodes, well, you can get access to bonus episodes where we do the same with the Catechism. So the link for that is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and please tune in again tomorrow.